You are listening to the weekly sermon from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Phil Nelson. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit myelevationcc.org. For those of you who attended yesterday, you know that uh, the Veterans Family Breakfast was a huge success. And uh, I'm so grateful that we have the opportunity to be able to do worship encounters, creative events that draw people who normally wouldn't step foot in this building. Not only were veterans of all ages, male and female, all different military branches together, they were honored but the gospel of Jesus was presented to their lives as well. It's the only hope, the only chief in office that can bring hope for eternity. I do want to thank uh, one of our elders, the stallion, Tony Cardinal, the Italian stallion. Uh, where is he? Where is he? Stand up, sir. You embarrassed me yesterday. I'll embarrass you. Thank you so much. Our hearts as elders are to continue to create cultures of discipleship, and discipleship is equipping and growing people into the likeness of Jesus. And Tony does this. He has a heart for veterans. He's a veteran himself, but he has been doing this for several years now at other churches and just in the last five years here at Elevation, and we're so grateful for the ministry uh, to veterans. And at this point, it is veterans uh, weekend. Technically, it's Thursday, the, November the 11th. Um, but I want to honor all men and women who have served at any time in any military branch uh, in the armed forces. If you would just stand right now, all of you, every one of you, every one of you, please stand. Every one of you. Yeah. Thank you. Come on. Come on, church. Could you do me a favor? To those veterans, we have an honorary uh, two dog tags here for you. If you did not receive one at the breakfast yesterday, would you raise your hand right now? Just, we want every veteran. There's a dog tag, has our Elevation uh, logo on it. It says on ECC, honored veteran. And on the back is Joshua 1.9. Be of courage, do not be afraid, for the Lord God will go before you. And so this is just a small token to say thank you. Veterans, if you did not get one, please see one of us or the Welcome Center. We want you to have this. By the way, we do have extra. So if you have a veteran family, you, veterans, you can stand down. Uh, stand down. <laughs> stand down. Um, please keep your hand raised as... Um, where is he? Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Uh, if you have a family member that is a veteran and they're not here, go ahead and raise your hand. Uh, Nick Burlisle is right around here, and you might see Zeke. Zeke as well. Zeke's the man. Uh, you can take this home to your veteran family member or neighbor or friend. We should have more than enough to do that. Um, at this point, uh, as we're thanking veterans for what they did, uh, for the freedom that we uh, experience today. Um, 
We understand that when veterans come home, there's a whole new battle facing them. And uh, so often when we honor veterans, we think of, you know, World War II, Korean War, Vietnam, and, and all of those are, are so important. And they're usually our parents and grandparents, maybe great-grandparents. But a lot, there's a segment, a group of veterans that tend to maybe get overlooked, and that's post-9-11 veterans whose service was not in vain. And uh, these guys struggled deeply, emotionally, mentally, physically. And when I say guys, I mean all soldiers, men and women. And uh, Kyle shouts, Goliath, would you stand, please? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, thank you. Um, He knows the deep struggle and battle in a soldier's life. And so he put together this group called Warriors Helping Warriors. And these are for veterans, men and women, who are post 9-11 veterans. Every, is it every Friday, Kyle? First and third Friday. If you're watching online, uh, you should be able to see it on our Facebook page. The first and third Friday here at the church, come be yourself. Come just share your heart uh, or not share your heart. Uh, just come in fellowship with other veterans and soldiers. And this is just a safe place uh, to grow together. So thank you, Kyle for doing that. I want to say a prayer for our veterans. I also want to acknowledge any family member here that has lost a soldier uh, in active duty. Would you raise your hand if you have a family member that was lost in active duty? Any, anybody? Okay. Any family members who have veterans that have passed. Amen. And any family member that has immediate family members that are active in duty to this day, currently. Okay. Can we pray? Friends, I'm going to lead in prayer, but I really encourage you to pray yourself. Pray as God gives you the words. Father, I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for blessing us, all of us, to live in the United States of America. Thank you for all the blessings. Thank you for the freedoms that we so often take for granted, God. That these men and women have sacrificed so much with their courage and their bravery. Many millions of men and women have given the ultimate sacrifice for the freedom of our country. Thank you for those family members of veterans who paid the ultimate sacrifice, God. Bless them with peace and comfort and courage. I want to pray for all of those who have family members who have served our country who are no longer with us. May their memory stay strong in their minds and their spirits and may their honor 
forever follow them. Father, I want to thank you for each man, man and woman who have served faithfully, who are veterans here in this building and those who are watching and listening online. God, I pray, pray that you would be gracious. More, may the Lord bless them and keep them. Father, may you shine your face upon them. May you lift up their countenance. Would you give them health? Give them peace. Give them healing. Strengthen them. Let them know that you are well pleased with them. We thank you for our veterans. We thank you for the blessings of living in this country. We do ask God to press into this country. Forgive us of our sins. Do not look away from us, God, we ask. Continue to lead our country into ways of the kingdom of God that we find in the word of God. Bless and preserve this land. And may your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. For thine is the glory, the power forever. Amen. Kyle, would you mind grabbing me a stool in the back? Good morning, everybody. Um, last night, the Lord, yesterday, thank you, sir, changed all my plans for today. <laughs> and I actually love it when he does because I know he's still moving and working. But I just want to let you know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb this morning without many notes and share with you what God is impressing on my heart, our leaders here at this church. I believe that God is going to move mightily this morning. There's not a day that goes by that I don't take my responsibility as pastor seriously of this church. The role is not something to be sought after. And I didn't seek after it. I just wanted to worship and do my theater thing. <laughs> and uh, the Lord had other plans and I just said the dangerous prayer. Here I am, Lord. Send me. And that was seven, almost seven years ago. And the faithful men of elders have stood behind me and we walked this journey. But I want to let you know that this responsibility as shepherd of the flock is a huge mantle and a huge responsibility that I don't take lightly. The Bible says in Hebrews 13 that the leaders of the church will be held accountable for how they lead. I will absolutely, when I see Jesus face to face after he says, well done, my good and faithful servant, come home. I'm gonna have to give an account 
to how I led Elevation Community Church. Whether I surrendered the keys of every area of this ministry to the work of the kingdom of God and the work of the Holy Spirit, or whether I sought after man's approval, or to be liked, or to always please. I have a responsibility to not only lead, but to teach the word of God. And as a person who went to college for theater and performed professionally for about 10 years, went into worship ministry, I don't have a biblical seminary education. And so that has always been a challenge for me of understanding how God's going to qualify me. And so if there's someone who thinks they don't know what they're doing, you're looking at them. But I'm faithful that God doesn't ask us to have a head knowledge of Bible verses, but to know the living God of the living word. My heart this morning is to absolutely bring clarity and to even obliterate any obstacles and hurdles the enemy has been setting up the last couple years. We're gonna burn them up and kick them down today. <laughs> the last six months, as I look back, have been beautiful. Since probably May or June, God started, even earlier than that, started shifting in my heart that he's wanting to wake up his church. The church as we knew it and as we know it is going to shift and change because as we look through history of the church, when God moves, things change. And going to church as a spectator sport just two hours a week is just not what we see in scripture. And we're not gonna do it perfectly, and now I'm gonna tell you, I'm not gonna get it right every time. But looking back at the last six months to see people ministered to through worship, through outreach, through our E101 courses, through the ministry in the water of baptism to see hundreds of people drawn closer to Jesus. That's where I wanna be daily. But in the transitions, as we see throughout the entire Bible, a perfect example is Nehemiah when they're building the walls of the city of Jerusalem. God was moving, but there was always the enemy wanting to hinder the movement. And I'm gonna acknowledge this morning that there has been confusion. There has been lack of clarity and communication from the pulpit, maybe from just conversations 
of who we are and what we're doing and where we're going as a church. Because it just doesn't seem like it's the ECC I remember. Well, that's good. (laughs) Because when we get stuck in the ways church used to be, we miss the new thing that God's doing. And so I just want to acknowledge, for some of you, you may think, well, there's no confusion here. I'm loving it. There's there's no frustration here. I'm loving it. That's good. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And maybe there isn't much at all. But I just have to be obedient to what the Holy Spirit's been really impressing on my heart. That there is an enemy. The enemy is Satan himself and the kingdom, the domain of darkness. And ever since he was cast down from heaven because he wanted to be God, he decided he'll be God here. Well, he knows he's defeated, but he still runs and prowls around this earth like he's not. And we as a church, we need to identify where the enemy is working and we need to remind him of his defeat. And we need to take the authority that we have in Christ Jesus and say, no more. Get out of here. That's our authority we have in Christ, guys. This isn't charismatic talking. This is authority in Jesus. You have to understand that when you come to Christ and you're a new creation and you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you have a target on your back. And that's a target of honor. That's what Jesus said. If you want to follow me, you must give up everything. Pick up your target. Oh, wait, pick up your cross and follow me. But if there was any miscommunication through any ministry that we've ever done, through this kingdom gathering movement from from June to about September, God moved very fast. We had different things coming, new people coming left and right. We had different things going. And I understand that people who were kind of left without being communicated to just were given space to just question what's going on. If there was any confusion caused through this season, I just want to tell you, I, I apologize for that. I apologize for not clearly communicating every step of the way. I do, this isn't an excuse But I do have to tell you, I've been walking in this trying to navigate and figure it out myself. Because I'll be honest, I've never been in a season leading a church like this. And so sometimes we all just have to link arms together. And we have to say, okay, God, Holy Spirit, you're in control. Do what only you can do. And sometimes people don't like that when the Holy Spirit has control. We want to take the control. If there's ever been miscommunication or misunderstanding, I think a lot of times maybe even just not knowing what's happening, where we're going, what's going on. I'm sorry. I apologize. And we're just gonna continue to be transparent because that's the first part of our vision is real people, transparent, authentic people, finding real hope in Jesus. I'm so thankful for the leadership we have here. And that's one of the areas 
we probably haven't communicated as clearly. You've seen some guys walking around. You've seen some people wonder if they're a leader or not. I'm sorry about that. So today I'm going to introduce to you our leaders. So that you'll be without excuse. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But I want you to see the men and women who faithfully serve and lead this congregation. It is our heart as elders and leaders of this church to be devoted to the main thing. We want to be devoted and focused, laser focused to the main thing. What's the main thing? Well, our vision is real people finding real hope in Jesus, connected to real relationships, growing through real discipleship, experiencing real life change. And to even confuse you even more, here's the main thing on the screen here. I believe we have it here. Again, if this is too deep or too confusing, just remember our vision to be real people. Real hope, real relationships, but real relationships really don't have impact until we're starting to make disciples like the Bible tells us. Then to experience real life change. It looks like this, following Jesus. Being the church where the Holy Spirit dwells, that we're filled and empowered by the Holy Spirit, we're growing to look more and more like Jesus in everything we do through Christ's humility and love while living a life of sacrifice and obedience to fulfill the Great Commission. That's the main thing, and that's where the elders and the staff are focused on leading this church. Moving forward in the Lord's strength and the Lord's grace, we as elders are devoted to lead this church in a way that is filled with wisdom from the word of God and guided by the Holy Spirit in how we raise leaders up into the positions. In the past, we may have raised up leaders a little too quickly. So the elders, we are devoted to continue to seek wisdom and structure and policies and procedures and being able to stand in front of you and say that we have properly commissioned, equipped leaders in our church. The elders of our church, if we could show that slide, Look at these pretty faces. Greg Dolby, his wife, Diane. Phil St. Holtz, we call him senior. And Linda, they've been here longer than I have. They were a part of the very first home church plant that Craig Nisley, our founding pastor, started. The Italian stallion, Tony, Vic and Veronica Grable. And when we meet as elders, I'm no longer lead pastor. I am an elder of the church. I don't have an extra vote. (laughs) I love these guys and they've been faithful to this church. They're God-fearing men filled with the Holy Spirit 
loving the word of God. If you have not met these guys and their wives, please make a note to do so. Our staff, our staff is responsible for implementing the vision and oversight that the elders have established. And our staff make up of these, go ahead with that, I don't, uh, myself, go on. Brent, our worship director, I'm so grateful for him. By the way, Brent, happy birthday. His birthday was yesterday. He's our worship director, so proud of him and uh, of this worship team that they have built. The next one, uh, Michael Miller, he is also full-time on staff now. Just recently, we brought him full-time to help us bridge the gap between middle school and high school. Hence the word that they're gonna call it, I hope I'm not spoiling anything, bridge middle school ministry. And that'll be coming in the new year. So parents of middle schoolers, or if your kid is close to middle school, please be in contact and connect with Michael so that he can best serve you when that comes. Next, it's Tiffany and Jeff. Tiffany just had her birthday this week, and so she's on with her family for the birthday weekend. But they are the AIM High School student directors. They have such a passion for connecting young kids, young teens to Jesus Christ and to see life change, especially when they leave the home into the real world. And last but certainly not least, we need to get a new picture, but I like his skirt, I mean dress or whatever. What do you call it? Um, Elliot Liskey, I tell you, he's, he's only been here a month and uh, I feel like he's like my lost twin brother. Um, but uh, it's, it's been so good to get to know him and just to see him lead. And uh, please, if you do see him, um, introduce yourself. He's got a lot of people to meet. I just wanted to share this with you just so you could see. These are the leaders of the church. These are those who are faithfully praying, faithfully leading, faithfully serving. Another thing I want to give a little bit of clarity to, and I know there's been some questions here. Again, I hope you don't think this is a message because we've had problems. This is a message of going forward united because the enemy cannot stand unity. Unity gives him no entrance to a body. When there is not unity, there's gaps within the structure of the church. That's where rumors start. That's where gossip starts. That's when manipulation starts. That's when questions and assumptions start. And nothing good comes out of assumptions, correct? (laughs) I wanna be very clear We are a non-denominational church. What that means is we are not after finding a denomination to lock us in of where we're going 
and what we necessarily believe the word of God is saying. We are non-denominational, non-denominational. We are not seeking to fit in any denomination. Friends, I am not seeking for our church to be Pentecostal, but I am seeking for the Holy Spirit to have Pentecost here. Because if the Holy Spirit doesn't show up, friends, we might as well just go home. But don't think that we're going to try to fix and structure this church to be a Pentecostal thing that you just come, charge your battery into the altar, dance a little bit, shake a little bit, and go home. This church will have structure. This church will not be a circus. God is not a God of confusion. And God is not a God of chaos. God is a God of structure and order. But when the Holy Spirit comes up, he shakes the walls. And he shakes you. And if you truly have an experience with the Holy Spirit, there's no question because you are changed. And you are different than the moment before you experience the Holy Spirit. Am I saying that we don't want the Holy Spirit to show up in our services? Quite the opposite. However, if you have a word that you believe is from God, or the Bible tells us of a gift called tongues, it has been misused, it's been abused, but we should not just throw it out completely. There is a place for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There is a place. But it should never be used to cause confusion or division. It should always be used to edify and build up the body. If everybody is running out the doors because someone is not operating in the Holy Spirit, you can better believe I'll be the first in line to put that fire out. But if the Holy Spirit comes and has a word for the church and is truly someone surrendered and humbled hearing from the Lord, I'll be the first in line to hear what God has to say. So there's structure and order, friends. When we're corporately worshiping, I would love for these walls and this ceiling to crumble because the walls can't contain the praises of God within us. But maybe you're a person that in your entire life, when you rejoice and you go to a sporting event and entertainment, you don't clap your hands, you don't shout. We're all wired differently to express ourselves. And if we cannot tolerate someone who doesn't express the way that you do, you might be in the wrong place or you may have the wrong motives of your heart. So when we worship together, there should be a joyful sound of people worshiping in all languages, in all types of expression. However, when it's time to listen and time to quiet, there needs to be understanding. There needs to be teaching of the word of God. And so if ever you have a word of God from God, and you believe you have something to say to the body, 
We would love to hear that, but there's a process. Come find me, come find one of our elders and share your heart. And when it's of the Lord, we will allow the body to hear it as his Holy Spirit leads. This is not trying to stifle anything. This is trying to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. We are not trying to be a denomination. We're not even trying to fit any revival movement here on earth. We are trying to encounter Jesus. We, to every ounce of my breath and energy, I want to create this space for you to connect with Jesus, for you to be changed and for Jesus to be enthroned in your lives. That's what we seek. However, the Holy Spirit wants to move. We give him the keys to this building. We surrender to the Holy Spirit. Now friends, when the Holy Spirit has space to move, it may cause you discomfort. It may cause you to be stretched. It may cause you to question different ministries or different opportunities that we offer that the Holy Spirit is leading to draw people. It may not be for you. That doesn't make it wrong. It may be for someone else to experience Jesus and to be set free and to go deeper in their walk of becoming more and more like Jesus. The enemy wants to silence the church. The Holy Spirit wants to release the church. Which one will you submit to? The enemy wants to silence the spirit within you. God wants to awaken his Holy Spirit within you. Which one will you give access and permission to? And so I try to end this message. And again, I don't really have notes. So I think this is the end. (laughs) Are you with me? I want to also let you know that we are not a church that the leaders and the staff and the worship team aren't approachable. If you have any question, don't think to yourself that you're a burden to us. Don't think that we don't have time for you. That's a lie from the enemy. We are here for you. If you have any questions, email us. My phone number, my wife's gonna hate me when I say this, but my phone number's on the website. If you need us, please reach out to us. If you have questions, please find us before or after the service. We want to walk with you. And so I wanna ask you a question. And I am, I don't want you to answer it verbally. I want you to really think about this question. 
Are you captured? Is your life captured by Jesus Christ? Is he Lord of your life? Or is he just something that you go to when you need him? Are you captured by Jesus? If, if you are, it will change you. And you will look different. Are you allowing the Holy Spirit to bring life change in your life? If you are, you will grow a desire more and more to wanting nothing else but Jesus. Nothing else but the filling of the Holy Spirit. Nothing else but the rich word of God. If Jesus has captured your heart and the Holy Spirit is in the driver's seat of your life, you will want nothing more than to worship and glorify God, bring unity to the body of Christ, and to go reach the lost for the gospel of Jesus. If you cannot say that those are the things that drive you to worship and glorify God in everything, to edify and build up the church, and to reach the lost and make disciples, then I want to encourage you to go back and ask, is Jesus, has Jesus captured me? And have I surrendered to the Holy Spirit and realigned to that? So I'm gonna ask the band to come up. Notice we didn't even get to the fourth dimension yet. I have you hanging by a thread. (laughs) By the way, no one has guessed the fourth dimension yet. I will give a $25 gift card (laughs) to anyone on Facebook who answers the fourth dimension. We have going dark, going deeper, Growing daily, and mm-hmm. <laughs> she doesn't even know. No, oh, she does. I want to leave you with this. I want to leave you with this. I want to challenge you to join me. You may have missed it. you may totally be stuck in sin right now. Addiction has poked its ugly little head again. You were doing so good. You've fallen away. Get captured by Jesus again. His love never runs out. He never leaves you. 
but you can leave him. He's calling you to come back. If you've put your trust in the leaders of this church, stop it. Put your trust in the Lord who is the head of this church. I want to challenge you to get it right by seeking the face of God. I mean it. Will you seek the face of God? What will you give? What will you sacrifice? What will you lay down to find the presence of God? This is the crossroads of every single church on this planet right now. Will you seek his face or will you seek the world? God will not be found in a gathering of people who have one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom. Wednesday nights, we open this facility for people to come, walk around outside, come and sit and soak. And we're gonna be changing this in the new year of how we worship and pray together can you come on Wednesdays and come and just sit and pray? If that time doesn't work for you, create a prayer closet in your house and seek the face of God. By the way, God's not found in a closet. God's not found in the dark. God's not found in the church building. God is found where you surrender your life and you seek him. So will you seek God's face? And secondly, I want to challenge you to address the sin in your life. You can seek God's face all you want until you put your sin on the burning altar and confess your sin to the Lord and leave it there. Life change won't happen. You want to experience God? You need to address the sin that is entangling your life. If God's not in it, friends, you need to let it go. If it's not glorifying God, if it is not drawing you closer to God, you need to let it go. It's either going to rob you from God or it's going to draw you to God. You choose. So we're just going to take a moment to worship. God is obviously changing things up. And I know he's speaking to you. So I want you to respond accordingly. The altar's open. Communion table's open. The last question I have for you is, is your heart open? Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. If you'd like to go deeper with another resource from our church, please check out our weekly Impact Bible Study podcast as well. 
Both of our podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.